better longitudinal and 360 degree views of patients through uh, better usage and integration of data, better innovation that's happening in that area. Good day, and welcome to another HIMSCast podcast. I'm Bill Sawicki, Managing Editor of Healthcare IT News, a HIMSS Media publication. Today, we'll be focused on the evolving technology of electronic health record systems. My guest is Mutaz Shigui, Research Director, Provider IT Transformation Strategies at IDC Health Insights. Welcome, Taz. Hi, Bill. It's good to be here. Well, I'm so glad to be able to tap into your expertise today. Um, so let's dive in. I have a number of questions for you. First of all, um, what do you think are the limitations of EHRs today? Well, that's a great question, Bill. And, uh, you know, EHRs have come a long way. Uh, so first, I want to acknowledge that, you know, there's been a lot of progress Um However, there are still many limitations. Um, one of the key limitations and that I think, you know, the industry has, has struggled with for a very long time is just poor design and, and usability. Um, a lot of which has to do with, you know, the way that EHRs were brought to market and, and implemented uh, by their original developers. So, you know, we have legacy systems that still reflect a lot of the, the thinking that developers uh, put into EHRs, uh, but but very little that drew upon, you know, kind of the clinician's workflow and, and how they view uh, and, and go about their workflows. And so uh, we're starting to see um, EHR vendors doing a better job at that. We're starting to see, you know, everything from uh, ethnographic studies of, of clinicians and how they go about their day-to-day routines being introduced into the, desi- the, the design, the learnings from that. Um, and, 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 you know, just uh, new features and, and, and updates being made to HRs to, to drive um, better usability. But it is still, you know, um, a limitation that um, many users struggle with. Um, lack of interoperability and system openness. We, we know that, you know, it's important to uh, be able to, to, to have data um, um, from different systems uh, be able to uh, to to interoperate and to to produce a more longitudinal view of uh, patients and and EHRs are uh, you know kind of s- still coming up to uh, uh, standards and 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 to speed with this uh, new requirement that's uh, being led for the most part by the ONC in the U.S. and and you know by other authorities elsewhere in the world. Um, however, the systems um, will take time to be able to adapt to those standards and to be able to uh, to, to leverage the data. And even the data is, is very hard to access. It's still very siloed and disparate. Um, we're seeing the um, uh, EHR is still being used as a system of record, um, and 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 a lot of the the design still reflects that. Um, even the thinking behind deployment and implementation still reflects that when the EHR ideally should should be uh, a system or platform for engagement. Um, you know, you want to go beyond using the EHR to only do um, uh, data collection and, and to be able to check off the boxes on very uh, routine kind of uh, clinical um, documentation workflows. You want to use the EHR uh, to do that and to be able to do things like patient engagement, to be able to inform on population health um, and, you know, make that shift from 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 being data rich to data driven. Um, and a lot of that still requires a lot of upgrades, a lot of, you know, expansion of, of, of the, the, the core EHR, a lot of patching up 
to be able to introduce more advanced functionality. So those are, I would say, the limitations, Bill. It's everything from, you know, poor design to siloed data to inefficient workflows and, and, and you know, just the need to be able to use the HR to go beyond doing routine day-to-day -day clinical documentation. Okay. So where are EHRs evolving to today? Uh, what are the innovations that we're seeing that are leading the evolution? Right. So, you know, the EHRs, we're, we're, we're seeing move more and more to the cloud, um, and, and we're seeing EHRs evolve from being, uh, you know, these uh, rather um, uh, closed systems or applications to becoming um, uh, larger platforms. Uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, uh, vendors uh, expanding on kind of their their pl platform play on on becoming a more uh, cloud friendly and SaaS based um, EHR or developing EHRs that would 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 cater to that. Um, we're starting to see more EHR as a service plays, um, and and also uh, there's a lot happening around you know driving system openness and 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 preparing the EHR for you know kind of the new um, um, state of interoperability, if you will, um, you know, being enabled for the HL7 fire standard, um, being able to leverage open APIs. Um, we're seeing a lot of EHRs uh, being coupled to application marketplaces um, and, and being able to integrate on demand uh, with the wider uh, health IT ecosystem. Um, we're seeing a lot of mobility in terms of EHRs uh, being um, um, capable of, of being used on on uh, mobile devices uh, to to enable anytime anywhere access, um, and then also I would say there's a lot of innovation happening around again uh, ease of use and 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 uh, not just patient centricity but also end user centricity. You know, a lot of times um, you know one one of the interesting things about EHRs is is that you'd often find uh, a lot of effort going into making the workflow more more patient centric, and you know, and unlocking the um, uh, physicians or or clinicians' time uh, to tend to patients. Now you're starting to see a lot of emphasis on the the employees' experience and and on uh, wanting to to make things easier for them because they spend most of their uh, their working life. Um, using these systems and these applications. And so it's important to take into consideration not just the patient, but also the, um, the physicians and clinicians and end users. So are the innovations that you speak of today addressing the limitations of today? So I think in, in, in many ways, I would say there there's 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 a an attempt to do so. I, I I think that's the best way of putting it. Um, and and we're seeing this translate in different ways. We're seeing, uh, you know, a better state of of achieving, uh, you know, a, a a patient of one view, if you will, uh, you know, better um, uh, longitudinal and three hundred sixty degree views of patients through uh, better usage and integration of data, better innovation that's happening in that area. Um, we're seeing, you know, HL7, Fire Standard, um, Open APIs, uh, CDS hooks, uh, and also, you know, the interoperability uh, alliances, you know, everything from uh, Commonwealth to carry quality being leveraged uh, and, and used by uh, various vendors to, to, to try and, and, and to generate uh, a better view of the patient to address that limitation, uh, you know, of having disparate and, and rather siloed data and not a, and not a holistic view 
uh, of the patient at the EHR level. Um, we're seeing a lot more around, you know, optimization of workflows. Uh, we're seeing a lot more around um, population health, uh, patient engagement. We saw a lot around virtual care and and kind of, you know, what's often referred to as as the pivot to virtual care. I often refer to it as the catapulting of providers to to virtual care because it happened very rapidly and uh, and without choice. And so uh, we saw a lot of uh, innovation um, uh, that that stemmed as a result of that. Uh, to be able to integrate telehealth and, and you know, uh, open access scheduling and, and everything that would be required uh, to, to become more consumer centric and, and, um, and, and more modernized uh, for this time and era. So I would say, yes, there's a lot happening um, uh, to address the limitations of today. Um, and and the, the final area I'll touch on is just uh, value-based care and the shift to value-based care. Uh, we've seen a lot of emphasis on you know the the ability to attest uh, to to various incentive programs to be uh, better prepared uh, for value based reimbursement and 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 also optimization for value based reimbursement uh, at the HR whether it's through reporting modules uh, dashboards uh, being able to, um, um, uh, to to do more prospective analytics and predictive analytics uh, and and also to drive up revenue integrity um, and so. There, there, there's a lot happening, um, and I would say a lot of that is translating into um, uh, uh, means to address those limitations that we touched on, Bill. That's excellent. Um, so tell me, are, are EHRs enough? Can, can they do what needs to be done when it comes to enabling the healthcare experience for caregivers and patients? I think EHRs you know, play a central role. Um, uh, you know, EHRs are a core health IT technology when you think of it for, you know, uh, the, the provider domain. Um, and, and and also, you know, um, set up a, 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 a I would say, a, a, a bridge or, or, or serve as, as an input to, you know, that, that kind of uh, payer provider uh, dynamic, you know, if you're thinking about revenue cycle, if you're thinking about you know, effective claims generation and, and everything that happens on on the payer end, um, it's it, it is highly reliant on what happens um, uh, in the HR and and you know at the point of care. Um, and so, I think when it comes to you know uh, the question of whether EHRs are enough, I would say uh, for the large part, no. Uh, you would need a lot more than that uh, to enable you know the. A, an effective healthcare experience for caregivers and patients. Uh, we 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 saw a lot around, um, you know, the, the 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 emergence and the bolstering of digital front doors uh, during um, the uh, the pandemic. And and what we mean by that is the ability to scale uh, care to to meet patients uh, where they are. And so a lot around you know, various digital touch points beyond uh, the HR, but often. Uh, integrated with the HR. When you think about open access scheduling, when you think about virtual triage, uh, when you think about chatbots, um, and so you know, there's a lot that that needs to happen, you know, beyond the HR uh, at the pre-service stage, at the point of service, um, and and also uh, after uh, the 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 encounter. Um, a lot around uh, you know patient financial engagement as well. Uh, we're seeing this emerge. Uh, in terms of being able to um, to generate a better picture uh, of the patient, 
uh, in terms of their uh, financial capabilities and being able to influence uh, that experience for them because uh, we're, we're seeing more and more patients take on high deductible health plans. Uh, we're seeing more and more patients pay out of pocket. And so we uh, need to be able to, to, to cater to their needs and to be able to ensure they understand their financial responsibilities and are educated. Um, and that goes largely beyond the EHR. Um, and so I would also add uh, the, the analytics um, th that are required uh, beyond the EHR, you know, when we're thinking about, you know, everything from what's happening uh, from a revenue cycle standpoint, uh, what's happening from a patient engagement standpoint, and also operationally, we're seeing a lot more emphasis, especially as a result of the, um, the impact of the pandemic um, and, and, and what happened to, you know, supply chains during the pandemic. We're seeing a lot more emphasis on on operations, everything from supply chain to um, uh, to be a, being able to do better uh, ERP, to be able to to onboard um, uh, workers uh, more quickly, um, and all of this, uh, I would say, collectively uh, feeds into the healthcare experience. Uh, one last area I'll touch on that I found uh, to to be rather interesting is is the um, the area of computerized maintenance management applications and, and um, you know, what happens in the background of a, uh, a, a hospital or a healthcare facility and the applications that can be used to ensure that uh, hospital beds are functional and operational, that assets are, are identifiable and, and, and ready to use when needed. Um, and so, you know, uh, I would say it goes well beyond the EHR, but the EHR is uh, Kind of the, the the nexus, if you will, and, and the core uh, of the um, of, of the experience. Well, looking ahead, um, where do you see EHR technology in, say, about ten years? Well, um, I think it's hard to say. Uh, you know exactly where EHRs will be in ten years. Um, however, uh, we do see some trends that are evolving and can give us a sense of direction. Um, I often refer to next generational clinical documentation as being kind of the shift from the HR being that traditional system of record um, um, to do very routine clinical documentation and data collection to becoming a system or platform of engagement for doing value added activities. And, and with that, uh, you're seeing a shift from uh, largely on-prem applications to hybrid or cloud-based EHRs. You're seeing uh, a shift to the platform and, and ecosystem play, as I touched on earlier, you're seeing the shift to, you know, uh, more system openness, uh, uh, a, a more um, stronger focus on outcomes, uh, as opposed to data entry, um, and of course, on improved user experiences. And so we can expect to see, Bill, uh, advanced integrations around interoperability, uh, around emerging standards, you know, um, uh, I've heard this reference to to the the internet of healthcare, if you will, and there are a lot of parallels between what's happening um, uh, from an HL7 fire standpoint to uh, you know what happened back when the when the internet was starting to to deploy. You're starting to see you know just this uh, this dynamic where you know the data follows uh, uh, the patient, or, or I would say the, the aspiration for the data, the data to follow the patient and the dynamics starting to, to, to emerge. Um, and so we can, we should expect to see, you know, um, uh, 
a, a larger synergy in the in the health IT ecosystem. Um, you know, applications that are uh, uh, easy to enable, uh, a one-click experience in the EHR, um, clinical workflow optimization that caters to to end-user needs. You know, whether it's uh, by specialty or by preference, by service line, um, or perhaps by patient disposition and and more clinical. Um, um, uh, areas uh, and, and how they present uh, at the point of care. Um, I would also add just a, a more broader use of uh, population health, uh, social determinants of health, consumer data is increasingly becoming important. We're seeing even uh, weather data being utilized uh, to, to inform on, on no-shows and on uh, referral leakage, et cetera. Um, and you know how can all that be woven into the EHR? We're starting to see some early efforts, and and I would expect to see more of that down the road. Um, finally, I'll just touch on you know just um, personalized medicine and 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 the role that you know life sciences and and real world evidence um, has to play in terms of you know personalizing the experience and and being able to drive more predictive uh, analytics. Um, and then I. I I think the last point I'll touch on is just, you know, being able to embed more intelligence and automation in the HR, uh, being able to leverage uh, advances in, in, in artificial intelligence to drive better clinical decision support, for example. Um, and, and, and we're seeing a lot of RPA, um, uh, robotic process automation being used to, um, uh, to, to address kind of those, those very repetitive manual laborious tasks um, that can be automated um, and can um, can allow for, for for staff and clinicians to to do more complex tasks. And so I would say it's a combination of all those things. And then from an ecosystem standpoint, I think you know we've seen a lot of exciting announcements uh, around you know kind of the, the EHR landscape, uh, some you know some uh, mega acquisition activity. We saw Cerner acquired by by Oracle and uh, they made some very interesting announcements uh, very recently around how they kind of uh, envision, uh, the future, and we see all the um, uh, other vendors as well, uh, kind of making their own uh, plays on the future. So it'll be um, it'll be very interesting to see how this all plays out. That's fantastic. Um, so that's today's Imscast. Uh, I'd like to thank my guest Mutaz Shigui of IDC Health Insights. Thank you, Taz. Thank you, Bill. Pleasure. And for Imscast listeners, stay tuned. Another podcast will be coming soon.